Attitudes are contagious, they say. But the question is, would anyone want to catch yours? You're listening to The Christian Working Woman with Mary Lohman, and I'm Julie Bastide. Mary, I see that today you're going to challenge us to take a look at our work attitudes and see if they're in good shape. Well, Julie, I find that my attitude can take a dive so fast (laughs) that if I don't check up on it frequently, I'll be a negative frame of mind before I know it. And let's face it, the workplace can be one of the most difficult places to keep our attitudes positive and upbeat. Mm, You know, it's true that we can start our workday in a a good mood, and then by the end of the day, we're griping and complaining about something. We're looking on the dark side and just imagining the worst. So our attitudes can go downhill fast. But you know, Julie, maintaining a good attitude where we work toward our work and toward the people we work with is one of the areas where we can have a strong witness on our jobs if we can keep our attitudes where they should be. Right, and there's the rub, if we can keep our attitudes in good shape. Well, if you need some attitude adjustments on your job, keep listening, because I have a feeling that Mary's going to give us some helpful advice on keeping the right attitude toward our work. Well, Julie, that's what I'm hoping to do today, just to take a look at some key areas where our attitudes can easily start to go downhill and then see what the Bible has to say. I imagine you'll be able to relate to some of these. Griping and complaining. (laughs) Have you ever been around someone who loved disasters and crises? I've run into that person on a job or two of mine. They gripe about everything and everybody and seem to really enjoy spreading any bad news they can dig up. Even when there's something good happening, they'll find a fly in the ointment and do their best to spoil the good times for everyone else. You know, that person can get on your nerves after a while. It's become normal and acceptable for employees to complain and gripe about the company and the management. How often do you hear coworkers complaining about the way the company is run or the pay scale, the work environment, maybe the benefits, you name it? And here's the thing. When others start complaining and griping around you, you almost feel like you have to agree with them or join in because otherwise you're kind of weird. <laughs> and of course, we as Christ followers are just as susceptible to this griping and complaining disease as anyone else. But the difference is, or should be, that we determine by God's grace not to be a part of that scene. There's a verse in the Bible that addresses this from Philippians 2. It says, do everything without complaining or arguing. Well, everything leaves no room for fudging because it includes your unfair wages, the difficult boss, the annoying coworker, the way the company treats you, and even the weather. (laughs) Complaining is such a waste of energy, and it's stressful on you as well as everyone around you. A friend of mine works for an organization that truly fights this griping culture from the top down. And one of their work mottos is simply, no whining. (laughs) It's an attitude that's encouraged because it makes such a difference in the work product as well as the environment. Attitudes really are contagious. And you can be a part of passing on to others a good attitude, a positive one. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't recognize and, and when necessary, confront issues that need to change. But griping and complaining never changed anything except to make things worse. 
As you do your job, ask God to keep you from complaining. Stop in mid-sentence if you have to and refuse to get caught up in this complaining tendency. In fact, I have a card taped to my desk that says, Today I will not complain about anything. It's just a helpful reminder. And if you go to our website, you'll find this devotional there and at the end, a card that you can print and use as a reminder too. Doing your job without complaining is one of the strongest testimonies you can have for Jesus Christ. Did you know that studies show that almost half of the people in the workplace report that they really don't like their jobs? That's rather discouraging. I can just visualize those thousands and thousands of people doing jobs each day and dreading it. It reminds me of that old commercial. You remember this one about the man whose job was to bake donuts every day? He kept saying, time to make the donuts. You could just see it in his face and hear it in his voice. He hated to make those donuts. Can people see in your face and hear in your voice that you hate your job? I well remember having a new job which looked so interesting when I accepted it, but was so boring once I began working there. I did not like the job content, and as a result, I didn't work very hard. I couldn't wait for the days to end, and I wanted to blame others, like my manager, for the fact that I didn't like my job. You know, if you don't like your job and that is affecting the way you work, you need to do some soul-searching and pray about that attitude. There may be good reasons you don't like your job, but there's no good reason to harbor a bad attitude about it. Now, there's nothing wrong with looking for a different job where you'll enjoy the content more, but as long as you're there, you owe your employer an honest day's work for your paycheck. Then, have you ever thought about what you might be able to do to make your current job more interesting? If you see a better way to do things or you have an idea of something that could be done to improve the organization, then why not at least try to see if your ideas might be accepted? Sometimes when you find yourself in a job you really don't like, you can justify in your mind that you have a right to goof off. Have you ever found yourself thinking something like, this job is so boring and so beneath me that I'm just going to get by best as I can until something better comes along? The truth is, as Christians, We don't have such a right. We are obligated by our commitment to the principles of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to work with all our might at whatever we're doing, because ultimately, we're working for the Lord and not for people. So if you're hating your job lately, remember that God can help you with an attitude adjustment. You may not be able to change the things you don't like about your job, but you can by God's grace, change your attitude because your attitude is always your choice. And then have you ever noticed how upset we can get over the uncontrollable things that happen in our days? It's one of my major energy leaks and I, it can really ruin my attitude. How about you? Start to notice how often you get upset or irritated over things which are totally out of your control. I think you may be surprised to discover how often it happens. For instance, can you find yourself yelling at machines? (laughs) What do you mean, call the key operator? Come on, I need copies now. Maybe you yell at the weather. It's raining again. I am so sick of this lousy weather. Is the sun ever going to shine again? Or maybe this one. 
My flight is canceled? Why? What's the matter with this airline? I've got to get there tonight. Trying to control the uncontrollable is a futile effort, and all it does is put you in a bad mood. Then, while you're fretting over things which you cannot control, you're often losing control of the things you can control. For example, we can control our words and avoid saying things that upset or discourage others. But if you're trying to control the uncontrollable, you often lose control of the words you say and end up saying things that are hurtful or discouraging. You can control how you think and bring every thought into captivity. But when you're trying to control the uncontrollable, you'll lose control of your thoughts and start thinking all kinds of negative and unkind and untrue things. So here's a good motto for you and me to remember. If you will control the controllable, you can cope with the uncontrollable. Focus on staying in control of the things that are your responsibility, and when you do, you'll have the strength to cope with those uncontrollable events in your day. How do you do that? Well, the Apostle Paul gave us some good advice in Philippians 4. He said, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. If we really practice this principle on our jobs, we'll have very good work attitudes. And in the process, we'll reduce our stress. It will improve your productivity and definitely enhance your witness for the Lord. God's Word is relevant to the uncontrollable things that will happen to you today. So don't forget it. I finally concluded that if I didn't have to deal with other people, life would be easy. Do you ever feel that way? It just amazes me how many people don't think like I think, don't see things the way I see them, don't hold the same obviously correct opinion that I hold. Henry Higgins in My Fair Lady expressed this frustration in the song, Why Can't a Woman Be More Like a Man?, But I think the words need slightly rearranging. Why can't people be more like me? Often, these people conflicts can ruin our attitudes and drag us down rather quickly. And you know what I've discovered? I am very prone to focus on a person's negatives and forget about their positives. A friend of mine was having a hard time accepting the fact that a coworker was always late in getting his job done. She found herself often waiting for him to do his job so she could do hers, and it seemed that no amount of reminders or cajoling caused him to respond more quickly. So finally, she realized that this was annoying, but in the end, he always came through, and his work product was always done well. So she simply began to count on the fact that he would not be on time, and she found ways to deal with it, getting other things done while waiting on him. Now, that doesn't excuse his tardiness, but it reduced her stress greatly, made it so much easier for her to work with him. I call that putting a person in a different frame. Instead of thinking of him as always late, she began to think of him as work well done. Put someone in another frame. Have you ever tried that technique? It's a wonderful way to keep your attitude in good shape, and it's right out of God's Word from Philippians 4. If you believe in goodness and if you value the approval of God, fix your minds on whatever is true and honorable and just and pure 
and lovely and praiseworthy. Often when we must deal with unpleasant or irritating people, we focus so much on their negative qualities, we just lose sight of their good ones. The King James Version says to think about the good reports. I love that phrase because so often I'm thinking about the bad reports. That person who's causing you trouble right now, well, there is some good report about that person if you'll just look for it. Make yourself think about the good report, the new frame you've put that person in. You'll be amazed at how much easier it is to get along with them. And once you get used to practicing this reframing people who are difficult, you'll discover the great side benefits. Reduce stress, less anxiety, better sleep, happier days, whatever. You will benefit more than anyone else when you learn to reframe and think about the good reports, not just the bad ones. The Apostle Paul wrote, Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. If you're having some difficulty with your work attitude now, are you willing to put that passage to the test? Just start singing in your heart to the Lord. I mean, literally, start singing. Or if you can't sing out loud, then blast some good praise music into your earbuds. Then thank God for whatever it is that you don't like in your life right now. Tell God you trust him to make lemonade out of those lemons. And by a set of your will, choose to be thankful. That's a sure way to readjust your attitude. I'm telling you, friends, the most important thing you can do to help your attitude is decide every day that you're going to be thankful. You could even start a thankful journal where you write down at the beginning or the ending of each day all the things you have to be thankful for that day and focus on all God's goodness to you. It will definitely improve your attitude. You'll be more fun to be with and you'll be a better testimony for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that's what's really important. Readjusting our attitude, a lifetime job, I think. Maybe you'd like to share Mary's thoughts on evaluating our attitudes toward our jobs with someone else. You'll find the devotional on our website at christianworkingwoman.org. We so appreciate you spending some time with us today, and we look forward to being with you next week for The Christian Working Woman. Mm -hmm.